This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. everybody. This is Daniela Ravani, the host of the Mom Curious Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm here with Janelle Tavis. Did you hear us talking about how to pronounce her last name? You nailed it. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Janelle, I'm really excited that you're here because as I was saying to you right before we were rolling before the, the Tavis-Avis conversation, yes. you're really unique, um, especially may- maybe maybe not in the world like maybe you represent a whole group of women that I just don't get to interact Mm -hmm. with as much but for us in this work Mm -hmm. even two years in to talk to a mom who is um, not just in corporate but a CEO Mm -hmm. of a big corporation uh, who also centers motherhood um, in your life um, and who can make the time actually to be here I don't get to talk to people like you very often thank you yeah so thank you for thank like you. O- yes. opening up the lens and like taking the time to be here I yes. love following you on social media by the way because I really feel like you're um letting us in on the balance mm-hmm. which I'd love to talk about but um thank you I I so appreciate that and I completely receive that it is such an honor for me to be here with you. We were chatting right before we went live about where we met. And I followed you online initially when I first moved to New York. And I was like, okay, who are who are the New York moms uh-huh. and the women? And I, and I started following you. And you had this incredible energy online. And then we met in person at our mutual friend's uh, gathering. Neha, Neha Roosh, who's like of always, by the way, she's always mentioned. Yes. Like, there's never a day of recording that Neha isn't. Yes, she brings together the most incredible group of women and you in person were the exact same. You were yes. like, oh my gosh. And and so I started listening to your podcast where we, um, we are also have so many mutual friends that have been guests on the show. Yeah. And so I just feel like so honored to Yay. be sitting on this couch with you today. Yay. Yes. Where did you move to New York from? I was in Amsterdam. I <gasps> was living in the Netherlands for almost 10 years. That's where I first became a mom. Wow. And that's really where my career was built. And then eventually t- it took me to New York. And then I shift gears and ended up joining Bugaboo two and a half years ago. And that has been wow. just a beautiful intersection of my professional business strengths and where I am at in life, which is the mom of two little kids. One of them 
is stroller age mm. still. He just turned three last week. And so Bugaboo has been just this unexpected, incredible chapter. And I'm, yeah, I'm really happy to, to be there. And indeed, I talk a lot about online about that balance between having a really demanding, ambitious career and also, which is one of what I consider my true legacy is being a mom too to two kids yeah. and I definitely don't do it all but I do very select things fully and so online I'm like hey here are the here are the tools here are the things that I use and try and offer it to other women who maybe feel whether they're in corporate or owning their own business or in the creative world or in the arts and we're all really busy by the way uh, stay-at-home moms are really busy and Incredib- I think you actually yes. offer quite a lot of good tips yeah. around productivity self-care and how to make the most of your time with your children like I, you know there was one yeah. video that you posted about how you got your kids sneakers and a hot dog from the hot dog stand oh my gosh yes. and maybe there was ice cream involved yes. and you were just like this is ultimate new york day but yeah no i mean to to go back um to that comment around at-home parents I, I don't talk about this a lot, but um, it is part of my family structure, which is my husband is the at-home parent. He's a primary parent, what society would call a stay-at-home dad. But I tell him all the time, your real role, your real title is CEO of our household. I and I could not do what I do without that support structure at home. And I'm so grateful for him. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, I had a difficult day, but your day truly harder day are the negotiation that he has to do with our with our toddler and the logistics with our oldest who's in school and she has all these after programs and then he manages our social calendar and then he takes care of the finance and the home inventory 100% at home parents have the utmost responsibility and job and there's no feedback loop like unlike me with corporate i i have performance reviews and i have um, salary conversations and I, I feel like I have to tell him, and I also tell my friends who are at-home parents, there's no feedback loop here, but the feedback loop is look at our children. Our children are thriving. They're incredible humans. They are kind. They are great friends. They are starting to discover themselves. I'm so moved. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that so is beautiful. all, you know, that's all Steven. And I, I have so much appreciation for him. And that's a really important part of... Um, of my setup, but I, I'm also, I, I'm, I, I love social media as a tool and a platform and he's more private. So I also try and respect his privacy. Yeah, yeah, and, of course. And don't, and, and don't, you don't even show your kids faces, which I appreciate also. And you find an artful way of yeah. still telling the story. I don't feel left out. I don't feel like you're yeah. hiding them from me at all, but you're just offering their privacy and the, um, the information that you think is helpful for, for mothers. Yeah. Uh, mothers mostly, I guess. But mothers. Other- yeah. My, yeah, my, following is predominantly probably 90% women, but I made that shift to concealing their faces probably about a year ago. And, and really because my daughter is six and she's starting to be really more aware and conscious of, of everything of when I put makeup on in, in the morning, when I get dressed and, and now the phone and how that's a communication tool. And I want to respect her privacy. I also, there's an element of also being a New York family and you're walking around and you recognize people all the time. So yeah. I'm also like, you know, I, I, I just wouldn't, for, for also just privacy reasons for her, I make the choice to be online. So I, I share I share my perspective. But um, 
I also yeah. just switched over to concealing my kids' faces, which yes. um, I did some research around mm-hmm. that, and I think it's the right thing for me to be doing at this at this time. I know mm-hmm. I, I know that there are a lot of mommy bloggers who like you know this is their mm-hmm. their meat and potatoes, and maybe that's a that's a whole other conversation. But I I feel like. I feel like for what my message is, mm-hmm. they, their faces don't need to be right. shown. Right. And and so much of what I share is my own life, my my career. Yes. Mother, being a mom is a huge part of my identity. And and honestly, some I'm still juggling it. Um, they're, I'm so proud of them. I'm also so proud of being a mom. Um, but I also want certain things to be their decision. Yes. And um, I also... It has. It happened a couple of times where um, someone who wasn't within our close circle had made an off comment in passing at the park or at the playground or something to my daughter. Oh, I saw that you did X, Y, Z, and and I could see it just uh, a moment of confusion of wait, how do you know that? And so that for me was also um, I just for friends and close fam- family and and that's where I share what's going on with our family from a personal standpoint. But I think that's um... yeah really valuable yeah information to mm-hmm. sit with mm-hmm. for our listeners because yeah. um, like yeah I, I wouldn't want anyone to come up to my kid and make them feel like they you know this adult might know them and right uh, and they don't right you and, know <laughs> right and we're we're honestly all figuring it out yeah. there's a ton of studies there's a ton of data and quite frankly the internet and other tools that are emerging, like AI, which is now coming into the corporate world, there is really, I think, um, a new dawn, a new era. And all of these things are here to stay. They're changing how kids are learning in classrooms, how people are operating in business, even in the arts, how how we incorporate them to optimize time and everything. And so I think the internet is a really incredible tool that we have to leverage. And we're all just really doing our best no matter how you decide, how much you decide to share or not, that's really your prerogative. But I think I, I can speak for many people who just say we're we're using it as a tool, and maybe we'll we'll miss sometimes. But everyone's just doing the best that we can, yeah. and that's my personal decision that I've made. But I also know a lot of people who are very open with their lives, and I love to see it. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's so amazing! Your their kids are doing X, Y, and Z, and I get so inspired by it. So I could really play both sides of the coin on yeah. on on how how and why people choose to do what they do. Yeah. yeah. Can we go back to your support mm-hmm. network because I don't feel like people talk about mm-hmm. this nearly enough. Like yeah. I sit across from mothers who are doing amazing things mm-hmm. in the world and it's very rare that people will talk about their babysitters, their yeah. you know, their mm-hmm. the at-home parent, the you know, um and I really appreciate that that's the first thing that came out of your mouth. I really mm-hmm. like what the gratitude, the love, the um, the sweetness around your husband and the way he's like yeah. doing his part in in watching you shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think it's really incredible. And I'm wondering how that how did that decision mm-hmm. play out? Yes. So it was one that we took with thought and care. And so I there was a point when we were parents we were we were both full-time working and this was when our daughter was one so just to just to take you back a little bit i um i first became a mother in the netherlands and steve jobs was the one who said it's really easy to connect the dots when you're looking back and as when i look back onto that time when i first became a mom i was in deep 
postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I did not even know which way was up. All I knew was that I couldn't fathom going back to work. And I was thankfully in a country that had a infrastructure in terms of policy and also cultural cultural acceptance for when moms became moms. And so I stepped away from corporate. I I fully leaned into being a parent. So I stayed home, wow. at home for a year. Yeah, I think that that's also important. So when you see this sort of put together corporate executive working mom, just five years ago, I was lost and dazed and deep in anxiety in, in terms of reckoning these two big identities. Being oh, a mom. Janelle, and, I and, love you. I thank and, um, you so much for your transparency. Yeah, that was a huge part of it. So I stayed at home for a year with with Elena and, and, and Stephen worked and he was the primary earner. And so let's talk about the financial impact also of having a single income household. He was a primary earner. We adjusted to that and he really gave me the space to figure parenthood out. And I I was abroad. I wasn't around family or friends who were going through what I was going at the time. I did not have a mom group. That's one thing in retrospect I would have done differently is really sought out um, close mom friends with kids who were the same ages as Elena just to kind of navigate and go through milestones together. I think the same thing of myself, but I also know that I was so uncomfortable like that yes. anxiety yes because I, I can relate to the postpartum anxiety like <sighs> being yes. around anyone actually and, and other people's children also was uncomfortable so right I just want to give you grace around, around that thank you for that because way, actually it's so uncomfortable I also was so not social I didn't want to see anybody it was just me and Elena at home and so who knows if even if I had the tools or or the community around me if I would have actually sought it but yeah that was my that was that was our family structure when, when we first became parents. I was at home and he was working. And then I made the decision that I was ready to go back into work. And again, in the Netherlands, they have really accessible childcare. Mm. Um, it's partially stipend by the government. Wow. You just literally drop the baby off and then diapers and organic snacks and healthy meals. The menu gets sent to you. And this is not private elite daycare. This is everybody gets this kind of daycare. Wow. And it was, yeah, partially stipended by the government. So then, you know, there was all that. Um, that worked out. And then we made the decision to relocate to New York City, which arguably is on the other side of the spectrum in terms of support systems for families. So we landed in New York City. We were both working and we did not have that that option to put her in. She was only one year old and we realized, okay, there's a different type of support network here. You either have family or grandparents or very few options in my experience of um, quality daycare. Quality daycare, exactly. And then quality accessible daycare. Um, it's and very then, expensive, by the way. The daycares that whether they're quality or not, I, I, yeah. I don't actually know because I didn't send my children to daycare. So, you know, we'll... we'll yes. I, I, if you if you do know, let us know. Yes, we're happy where, to discuss. Where they are. Yeah. I didn't find them. Um, but they're expensive. They're, yeah. And and also within hours that were not even su supportive to us. Right. So we were like, well, we have to be at the office at this time, but daycare only opens at this time. So um, when we moved to New York, we brought on a nanny into our home and she was really the ex third parent sure. extension of, of, of us. And then like so many people, when the, when the pandemic happened, it, we no longer were 
um, having having anyone else come into our home. It was okay. just Steve and myself and Elena. And then, by the way, that's um, I found out that I was pregnant February 2020. Oh so my God. right before everything shut down. And so uh, we went through this circus of us juggling our two full-time jobs, um, caring for our toddler, me trying to stay healthy through COVID, and we stayed in the city, and it was just a lot. And through that two-year reflection, like so many people, we decided that we actually wanted one of us to to raise our kids and to also, she got so used to us. Um, we're a bilingual household. So um, when we started the pandemic, she didn't really know both languages fully. She was still sort of um, growing her vocabulary. And What's the other language? Dutch. My husband's Dutch. Wow. Yeah. And so... We we're like, well, this is a really big component that we want her to continue learning Dutch and developing her native languages. And so, um, and then that coincided with me joining Bugaboo. So all this to say, when the world started opening up again, we had a real open family discussion. And he he said, um, you know, I am not as fulfilled in my job and my career as I see you thriving and you love it and let's run the numbers and we really had to think about it this is not an overnight decision and then I think it was about th four months later um, he he made the decision to resign wow. and then I fully leaned into this job which has been a real like I couldn't it's it's very demanding I have a fully remote team across the US and Canada once a quarter, I travel to Amsterdam or to uh, LA, where a lot of the team is based, or Toronto, where we also have a significant presence. And the only way that I can really lean in and, and do those trips and and do what I need to do is if I know that my children are fully taken care of, and I and I know that because that's what I have at home. And so now we now we don't have a nanny. We um, we do have something that I think is a priority for us. We have a standing date night yeah. every week. And so we do have um, a weekly babysitter that comes and Great. we get that time to step away as mom and dad and really get to connect as partners. And there's just always a wealth of things to do in New York City. So we go see a show or we go watch um, a concert or try a new restaurant. And so th those are um, important for us, I think. You know, what's so funny is like, I never know what's going to like make me cry on any <laughs> and it's like not um it, when when I first started this show like I I I would well up all the time because mm -hmm. I find these stories so moving but you know more recently even the even the more the yeah. more um the more I do it, the more I'm like, oh, I'm used to like people mm -hmm. being amazing, but I am so moved to tears by this um dynamic between you and your husband and I feel like it's I I just wish it for so many more of yeah. us my husband also mm -hmm. takes um uh his work in the home mm -hmm. very seriously and um and of course he he's he also works but um I just wish that for men I yes. just think I I, I hear his fulfillment and mm -hmm. I hear yours and I just Right. I just I think Thank you're you. it's, you're doing something so magnificent. Thank you. I I really ap appreciate that. And 
I also want to asterisk for the listeners. It it is also a work in progress. Sure. Like it's, everything's not like totally rosy. We, it it is it is a it is a work in progress, and this is for what works for right now. Yes, exactly. For our family, as our children get older and they naturally are occupied, they they just they need you less hours. I actually was listening to your episode um, with Brienne with her mutual friend Stroller in the City and then she had mentioned that actually as they get older in the teenage years they need you more and I was like wait (laughs) I didn't know. My therapist by the way just told me she's like "Um, it doesn't get easier and I was like yes it does. She's like no, it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> like, so, I have two children of my own. I'm going to tell you, they come home with like math problems that you're yes. like, I don't know the answer to that. Like there's science fairs. Yes. Like yes. there's a lot of work to do. To be determined. But for right now, for this stage of our, our life, um, that it, it, it really works. And so, but we have to work at it. We have to work at it. But I, I wake up every day grateful, um, for what we have and th- and also that's also something that I really that I try and talk about a lot and and I share which is um my morning routine and it starts with gratitude and it's the big things and the small things but 99% of the time um I take a step back and I'm just in reflection and and gratitude for my family and for this life that we created and how we got here. And for sure, there were missteps along the way and we had to um, pick up and learn. But um, thank you for saying that. I, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really that. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So what's your day-to-day like? Like you do wake up, you do your gratitude. Mm-hmm. I know you have a, a really pretty regimented self-care and workout routine. Yes. It's important, right? Because you need a lot of stamina to do yeah. what you're doing. Well, we were just talking before and even though my day-to-day and what I believe to be a really full day is largely oriented around a corporate beat and and being a business leader and running a large team, but for for any mom, for any woman or even just anyone in general, like life is full regardless of what different pieces make up your life, life is full. And for me, my day can be very unpredictable, but the first 90 minutes of my day are the same. And it does not matter where I am, if I'm traveling or if I'm at home, I am part of a very early club. So I wake up at 5 a.m. That is my- On your own? On my own. I have this biological clock that wakes up at 5 a.m. now. But I wake up at 5 and the first thing that I do is I reach over and I grab my journal and I bullet journal things that I'm grateful for. And they can be really big things like the health of my parents. Um my children, of course, or they can be really small things like uh, the the way that the sun was shining on, on my son when he was blowing bubbles. And that was a moment that really made me happy. And I think recognizing them, recognizing those moments in life, even especially when you're going through a really hard time, just help train your brain on, on searching for the green shoots in your life. And so I try and start every day with, okay, what happened yesterday that I'm truly grateful for? And and I ground myself in that. And then I um, I move on to a lot of hydration. So I, I always sleep with a really big water bottle next to my bed and I drink a ton of water and then I make a coffee. And then the next uh, part is about movement. 
and I um, I live in New York. The living spaces are not huge, but I roll out They're my yoga mat. decidedly small. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody moves here for the real estate. Yeah. Um, I roll out my yoga mat and I move my body. So I stretch. I um, do weights. I do HIIT um, training. And I do that for about 30 minutes. And my mantra with that is, it does not need to be perfect. It just needs to be done. Yes. This is not the season of being able to go to studio classes, which I love. Those fill my, fill my cup. I just don't have time for that because I want to be home when my kids wake up. Yeah. And they wake up at 7. So by the time I get done doing my workout, I can usually scroll emails. I work for a global company. I'll have a lot of emails that come through um, overnight through Europe or Asia. So I go through those, answer the priority ones, start to make my kids breakfast. Um, that's a That's – what I consider my first meeting of the day, I sit down and I have breakfast with my kids and then they have to, then it's the rush. Then it's the circus. You got to get dressed, got to brush your teeth, got to comb your hair, pack the bag. What does it look like? Homework in. And then it's out the door and I have a pretty quick getting ready routine and then I get to work. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And um, you don't work from home. It's, it's no, I don't work from home. So Bugaboo is fully remote. Um, our we have teammates across the U.S. and Canada, but uh, I go into a, a flex office space because I do so many calls. And my youngest is three, so he's only in um, preschool until noon. And even though Steven is with him, if I if I hear him or if he knows I'm home, he's going to be knocking on the door, wants to come in. So it's just easier that division of church and state that I do oh my, my work outside the home and then I come back. Um, I I'm wish I wish like auditions were back in person. By the way, I think it's really healthy. Like yes. I had to, I have to like, um, I use an entire room in my apartment, and mm -hmm. as we discussed, not 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 huge, but um for self-tapes like yes. I have a studio for remote recordings like and the anxiety of the dog barking right. and like knowing that there's dishes like I feel like this is not good for our mental health but right. I could just be talking about myself I'm not sure but. no I'm, I'm right there with you and I think even just that change of scenery helps you get into character yeah I'm like uh, look yeah. at this beautiful outfit you're wearing like you look like you're Thank ready you. for work in a way yeah. that like I don't know that we would do that we did do that or right. do do that when we're working from home. No, there it's, it's like what what are they like top up dressing like yes. sweatpants on yes. and like yeah. Underneath. Listen, full um, <laughs> disclosure. Uh, yesterday I did some virtual um, recordings and like it was like you, the only thing you see is my top. Yeah. So like it doesn't matter if the bottom matches. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Um, but that that can't just that can't be every day for me. I just that would be too too hard. I think it's great that you 
go to a, an office. I think that's important. Well, I I see it as I'm getting into character for what I what I have to do. Even that short subway ride, like so, my commute is like nine minutes long, but that transition is a me stepping away from being my like my mom life, and I'm stepping into the corporate world and I'm thinking about the conversations I need to have, the decisions I need to make, sometimes the challenging situations that I have to face. And it, it is like, okay, I'm putting probably like how you get into character mm-hmm. yes. uh, before, a sh- before a show, like I'm I'm stepping into that character. And in, in some days I don't feel confident, but even that change of scenery helps yeah. me get into the the vibe of what I'm trying to do for the day. Yeah, like the moment I step yeah. in here, it's mm-hmm. like I don't think about anything else. Yeah. The, when I get into a dressing room, like if I'm doing a mm-hmm. a show, like a live show, like oof. Yeah. Like I feel like I am a different person. I really do. Yeah. And there are so many different facets to us that it's true that we yeah. are just like amplifying this side. Yes, I and I think it was Kobe Bryant who said it. I I, I like to study people in different industries. So whether that's um, great business leaders or great CEOs or incredible athletes or even actors, um, he had described it as, you know, he's he's like putting on, he's just putting on an armor and he's mm-hmm. like a gladiator going into battle when he's about to play a game. And like sometimes that's what I feel like when I'm about to step into the boardroom <laughs> or when you're about to step into an audition. So whatever, all this to say, whatever that, that, is for you. I feel like there's so much uncontrollable that happens during our day that for me, controlling those first 90 minutes of my morning just help me deal with anything that I need to deal with moving on it. Otherwise, me personally, I feel untethered yeah. as I move through through the day. Now it's, it's what serves me. And so I find that even if I'm waking up in Berlin or I'm waking up in New York City, I try and do the same just um, formula to start my day. I I also am a person who s- studies people. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an actor, but also mm-hmm. I, I love biographies mm-hmm. and I'm just like fascinated. But I, I wonder if it's mostly because I'm ambitious. Mm-hmm. And I is that what it is for you? Do you have a strong ambition? And if it's if that's the case, like what do you... Yeah. What are you striving for? What's the big mm. goal for you? That's such a good question. I think... Even since I was really young, I have been a hungry learner and I have continued that through now as an adult. I was, my favorite part of the bookstore is the self-development or like self-help section. (laughs) And I think why I like it so much is because I want to understand people who are really great at their craft even if they are in a different industry or category than me, just understanding what is that through line between people who are excellent and who have achieved that. And then I'm probably, I'm not trying to be Kobe Bryant, but I will take 1% of what Kobe Bryant did or the way he thought or the way he moved or behaved and apply that to my life. And I'm 1% better. And you take 1% from all these little people all of a sudden you look back on the year and you're like, wow, I'm 50% better than I was in January and I didn't even realize it. It's that invisible progress that I think um, that I love. And I think what drives me, and and yes, I would consider myself an ambitious person. I think what, what drives me is really this 
desire. Um, well, who drives me is my future self. So if I'm thinking about plus 20 years from now, plus 30 years from now, I will be in the, the, the later phase of my life. And I don't ever want to look back and think, oh, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you try that thing? Why didn't you just go all in and live a really full life? Mm. And I just don't want to get to the end of it and feel like I didn't maximize or live life to the fullest, appreciate every moment I have with my parents who are getting older, with my children who are still young, with this career that I'm trying to build. Mm. Um, and so that's what drives me is that I, I just, I want to make the most of everything, yeah. you know, and, and the relationships I have, I don't have, um, I don't have so many friends. I have um, a small handful of really rich friendships that at this stage of my life I can cultivate and I can water those and we're all busy, but we just check in on each other. Hey, how are you doing? Um, you know, maybe we can get together in a couple weeks. And um, those those are the things that really matter to me, the things that I choose to do, doing them fully um, and feeling like I'm making the most of it. I'm so moved yeah. by your intentionality. Yeah, thank you. And th this is the stage of life, right? And um, it took me a long time to get here and to and to feel fully confident. So maybe five years ago, if you would have asked me, are you ambitious? I would have shied away from that answer. I would have felt that there was something um, uh, maybe too much about that word. And now I lean into it and I'm, yes, I'm unapologetically ambitious. Yeah, and, um, I love it. Yeah, and the kind of mom I want to be and the kind of life I want to create and design, if, if you're not intentional about it, then you're just sort of floating and you're kind of just waiting for things to happen to you. And I really believe that you can design your life. Um, you put things out there and you take small, invisible steps to get there and you can really create it. I my My life, my gosh, I can't even believe it some days, but... Um, yeah, we're, here we are. And I think if you just every day you, you take steps towards something really intentional and towards your goals and what's important to you, then yeah, you can create anything. Yeah. I don't usually get to mm -hmm. speak to mothers who are mm -hmm. in corporate because you guys are so busy, <laughs> but there are many of you, aren't there? I, yes, I think that there's, I, my corner of the internet, I have con connected with uh, a lot of mothers in corporate for sure. You know what I am also noticing is that a lot of – is this entrepreneurial energy and yes. um, that mothers who are in corporate but then are also like multifaceted. They're also – doing this and they have side projects or they create content yes. um, or they're pursuing um, some sort of interest on the side. And, and, and I love to see that. So I, I do, so I'll speak to my team. Yeah. If you double click into the makeup of the Bugaboo team. So I have a team of 30 across um, US and Canada and 80% of them are women and 60% of them are mothers. And so I work with a lot of mothers personally. And I think being in the juvenile baby space, I meet a lot of mothers. And so there, there are for sure a lot of um, moms in, in business. And 
part of what I try and share is the <clears throat> the the balance or the balance, but the mm-hmm. the blending, the blending of. I heard this phrase the other day, and I think it personifies um, motherhood in general, but then also moms who are working in the company corporate setting is the tug between ambition and, and devotion. And yes, you really want to be there in terms in terms of hours with your child, but then you're also trying to build and you're trying to climb the corporate ladder. And, and I try and share both. Um, the tools and the tricks that have helped me accelerate in my career in the workplace and kind of break through the barriers of being the only woman in the boardroom sometimes or being on the younger end on in some of the rooms like what what are some of those tips well um I do believe a lot in presentation and how to prepare for these moments of public speaking yes and that's kind of like your shot to command a room and so I and those are the small invisible progress moments where I tend to take those things very seriously so I talk about just corporate tips and tricks so whether it's networking or preparing for a big meeting how to prepare for public speaking uh, how to have difficult conversations how to navigate returning into work and negotiating with your manager um, to make sure you have a soft landing and you're set up for success. Don't just come back to work and say, what do I need to do? Yeah. Don't do that. So all of that sort of corporate um, topics are one bundle. And then on the on the other side, I'm very open to my team. I don't hide when I need to go do something for my children or if I am stepping away to go do something. It was my son's birthday the other day. And so I said, I am unavailable between 11 and 2 because I'm reading a story to um, 15 (laughs) three-year-olds. So I need to get to the school, get the balloons, do the birthday party in the class, read the book, and then I'll be back online. So that um, part of what it's like to um, be a mom who – and has to navigate business travel and the sadness that I may feel some sometimes when I just physically can't be with my kids what are the tools that help me cope with that sadness it's a it's a um it's a two-sided coin of sadness but then also pride com- pride yeah pride and fulfillment that I get from the role that I play within my family and what I get to do and the experiences we get to have because I've I, I'm, I'm in this position. So also what that's like and addressing that that polarity between pride and, and, and guilt. And the legacy you're leaving. I mean, not just yeah. with your family structure in and of itself, which I think, as mm-hmm. we said, is so beautiful, but also like I know there are many women on your team, but that's mm-hmm. not the case in general. Mm-hmm. Like you, right. uh, how many female CEOs are, are there percentage wise not not very high I'm, I'm assuming not very high no I forget the the statistic but it's a single digit statistic <laughs> and so it's not that high and so you're making history you know I mean there's something to be said for that for your daughter for your son yeah and for yourself and I also and th- your parents by the way I mean like it's yeah. all it's for 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 the rest of us it's yeah. like a big deal my parents yes my parents are also a big part of my drive I was I called them on the way over here and they were um they were so excited because they love 
every every time that that I get to share my story because so much of it started at home with my parents. But um, yes, I and I I also am really conscious of how I frame what I do, especially to my daughter. She's an older one, and she asks more questions now. But um, there are there are times where she says, "Oh, you have to do that." And what are you doing? And I and I'm going to miss you. And I and I tell her I get to do this, and I am not physically with you for the next three days, but I I am carrying you with me in everything that I do. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that I shared online that when I travel and uh, my daughter draws a picture for me in my journal, and I take that journal. It's literally in the in the management session as I'm looking at it. And then I'll take different pic- – I was in Berlin the other week and I took that drawing and I took pictures of it all around Berlin, uh, next to the Berlin Wall. Um, wow. over Yeah, overlooking yeah. Um, just incredible landmarks. And then I get to tell her stories about these places that I were at. And then, of course, my husband shows her whenever he gets one. And so she feels like – she's there with me. I feel like I'm I'm with her and then we have a lot of stories that we talk about when I get home and I and I I have um a lot of pride for what I do. I'm really happy and I also think it's important to show her this is the choice that I've made and ultimately you need to make choices as you get bigger for yourself, what will you be? By the way, she wants to be an actress. Oh, we should talk. right now. So, oh, she, great. Okay. Yeah. So she, um, she's this is this is the occupation she wants to do right now. So she's um, <laughs> she wants to be you know on Broadway or and so so fun. And I was like, you can do that. You live. You're growing up in New York. She City. actually can. And if you yeah. need a, an acting coach, I know some people. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so. The prep NJ is having uh, is mm-hmm. doing a um like opening up a branch in Manhattan. So they're like, they're actually fantastic. And the people who, uh, the kids who train with them, they, they're on Broadway, they're in movies. Anyway. It's one of the great things about growing up in New York City. You can you can, you can have, do it. Uh, an array of teachers in all the different categories. And so right now we're talking about acting and the arts <laughs> and singing. And so, so we'll see. Yeah. That's so fun. Do we want to, Talk about your parents, actually. Your sure. Your origin what do you want to know stories? about my parents? I don't know. I love every time you share about them. Yeah. I I know that they like provide you with such inspiration and yes, they're know. such a big part of the fabric of who I've turned out to be. I was born and raised in Sacramento, California, a small town, um, first generation Filipino, and um, my parents were entrepreneurs. My mom built a business and our that was where my first job was. I was nine years old answering the <laughs> phones at her business. I also used to work at my parents' um, like jewelry manufacturing place. I would like count the diamonds. Yes. And, wow. Like, <laughs> I Can I work there? <laughs> I would like it was it was kind of weird. But I yeah. mean I would that that's what I would do. They would take me to work and yes. I would like I would help. Like this is what first generation kids yes. do. Like we didn't Yes, exactly. We didn't and take we were, these things for granted, not not for one second. Yeah, those experiences became who I am today. And like that was my lemonade stand, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so so much of I think how we parent is informed whether good or bad based on how we were parented. Oh yeah. And so my my parents really showed me that you can if you work hard and you're thankful, um and they built such a strong, tight-knit, safe space in our home. I felt like that was the foundation in which I built my entire life off of. 
And so I ultimately left home and I ended up having this career that took me around the world that I I moved to Europe. I lived there for 10 years. I That's where I'm, you met your husband? I met him in Barcelona. <laughs> I went to business school in Barcelona and we met and and then I moved to Amsterdam where I joined Nike and then I had we got married in France. I had my daughter in the Netherlands and then we moved to New York City and now we're based we're we're, we're here for the foreseeable future, but all of that was built off of my parents and the values that they instilled in me and I grew up in this great blend of um having big dreams and being an entrepreneur and building something out of nothing. Um, and then this adult life that it was just filled with so much curiosity and my parents encouraged that and nurtured it. And so now they are incredible, active grandparents and they play a, a pretty big role in my kid's life and they come to New York as much as they can to be a part of um, their childhood. And I'm forever grateful for my parents and they have for sure influenced so much of um, how I parent now and also this belief that um, you can you can um, be both you can um, build a business or you can build a career and your children will absolutely feel also adored even though it doesn't mean as many hours in the day as um, as you wish you could give so my mom I also draw on her for strength because of what she what she also did for um, for my brother and I. And so she's for sure one of my biggest influences. Both my parents are. So beautiful, really. Thank you. Do you have any parting words for the, you know, for the mom listening mm -hmm. in who's maybe listened to a bunch of these episodes mm -hmm. and never felt like she was represented until right now? Because I do talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I talk to creators. Mm -hmm. I talk to actors, you know. But from a professional standpoint, um, you represent a, a, a like, you know, this special yeah. mm -hmm. and small percentage mm -hmm. of women in leadership. Um, what would your yeah. parting words to them be? I would say, firstly, I see you because I think um, for any mom, but then also a mom who is in corporate and also... I, I'm thinking about the mom who's packing school lunches and then trying to make it to the 8 a.m. meeting and trying to do her best. And maybe she got some bad feedback during the during the day that kind of brought her down a little bit. And then she is trying to muster up courage before she walks through the door and go for round two, which is dinner, bath time, story time, bed. I, I see her. And um, the work that you are doing matters and I hope that she feels pride for the role that she plays within her family and whether that's um, by choice or by necessity um, that she feels pride for really providing and and um, she's making an impact um, both for her family but then also for other uh, women in mm. the company who may not be moms yet but are mm. looking around and above and can I do it if I want to have kids someday um, you never know who you're making an impact on and some of my greatest role models probably had no idea how much they were influencing me when I was 25 years old and wondering how I know I want to be a mom someday but I don't know how I can do it so I 
I would just leave her with, I see her and other people see her and to keep going. And there are more good days than there are tough days. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that that's a good place to, to end. And if, if, um, if they ever are looking for tools or tips or tricks, then I, that's what I try and share online. And you can always connect with me on Instagram. I love talking, trading, um, uh, trading questions and and getting to know people online in the DMs and everything. So any way I can help. Janelle, I really see you. Thank you. And I like I didn't expect to get this emotional. <laughs> I really <laughs> no, didn't. No, me neither. I really didn't. I'm um, I'm just so um, I'm really moved. I'm really moved by the way you navigate through the world and Thank all you. that you've accomplished with such grace and kindness and sweetness. Thank you. Um, thank you, Danielle. I received that. And I also um, thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. Oh, my God. Yes, it's and for such being a here. joy. Thank you. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Janelle Tavis. Um, and you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm oh, also there. So she, yeah. oh, this is right. She's a professional <laughs> exactly. woman. Um, great. Yes. Good. Please, guys, reach out. Mm -hmm. She's a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. And I'm Daniela Rabani. You can find me on Instagram there and we can have a conversation too. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week on the Mom Curious Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Rabani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast. Produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right. Have a great day.